This is the Authentic Dating series brought to you by Ahmad and David. Where we explore what it takes to have a dating life you're excited about. And this is Authentic Dating series. That time I almost forgot to say what we were actually here for. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we are two former dating coaches who are in their 30s that have struggled through our lives and struggled through our dating lives to come out the other end and feeling quite rounded and connected as men and you know I'm in a beautiful relationship and I'm beautifully single and we feel pretty pretty fucking happy with our lives and we just feel like we want to share some of the knowledge that we've gained over the years to some people that like to listen to us and hear what we're saying um you know as many of our friends and random people we've met in bars and give advice to over the years have really appreciated the help so we create this podcast as a kind of centralized place to you know make the world a better place and spread some love and help people in in what's most dear to them which is often dating and, and relationships and love and sex very good i just really made that up well yeah. i didn't make it up but i just come off with that right now yeah I get, what you, I get what you're saying. So in this episode, we are going to go over a topic which we are kind of been deeply embroiled in, in in many parts of our, our lives. And we kind of have a bit of a working title for this as being, are you a serial data slash love rat slash commitment phobe? Yeah, I started off as being about like, why do some of us men, why do we always end up looking for a better woman? Yeah. What are we chasing? It's like chasing, what is it? It's like there's a thing chasing a rainbow that's it yeah mm. yeah chasing a rainbow that's it that's what it, that's shit what it we might call it chasing the rainbow i guess no one really understand it the titles are very important what about chasing the, the magic dragon chasing the magic dragon oh that was a song we got as kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um puff magic dragon puff the magic dragon it's all about heroin <laughs> yeah so different this is, different this is episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's what chasing the high that's what we're thinking of but hey but yeah so we're talking here though, about women and yeah, how like some some of us, not not all of us, I must admit. Some of you, some of you are fine. You're not broken. Like yeah, some yeah, of us. we're broken. And yeah, we're yeah. Fixed. Some of us always chasing, chasing better, the elusive better. Yeah, the more the more, more better, better, bigger, bigger. Give me some more. Buster rhymes. Yeah, Buster rhymes. Like, Give me some more. So to begin with, you know, like what what is it about? And I'm sure the women definitely want to know. You know, is it social pressure? Is it perfectionism? Is it childhood trauma? Uh, media influence or all of the above like why do some of us never stop searching for a better woman and as david said it's a topic that's dear to our hearts and it took me a long time to uh, recognize this i guess it's hard to see it when you're in it um but especially after to, to living this way for like 25 to 30 odd years and going hang on a sex this hang on a, hang on a sex hang on to sex. hang on a sex yeah that's episode on, four yeah hang on for a sex <laughs> hang on a sex there's definitely a pattern uh, to my relationships where essentially I discovered I'm, I must be what people term as a serial data. Mm. Uh, and that is, uh, in, by definition, someone who is uh, habitually in and out of relationships in so far as they'll be in a relationship, they'll find themselves, themselves single. And then soon enough, they'll be in another relationship. And I think there was another little piece in that where they say without really taking on board and reflecting what was working or not working in the previous one mm. and they kind of just quickly get into something else and yeah it's just like living living that way from one to the other so yeah and i've got here in the notes repeat the cycle <laughs> like so you're doing that and it's just like you're just on repeat 
And it, at the time, actually, now that I say that, at the time, much to the dismay of any girls that I've dated who are now listening to this uh, and who will recognize this behavior <laughs> in me, is um, I was always looking for better. Mm. Like there was something like, and maybe I didn't tell them that. Uh, so now they know. But um, <laughs> so <laughs> awkward. So, but there was, there was that. There was something in me. And it wasn't them. Of course it wasn't them. There was something in me that was like, ah, oh, something's not quite right. Like mm. there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. Like yeah. Indiana Jones going on to the second and third and fourth movie. Just yeah, never, yeah. never being done with that first adventure. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> enough, was it? <laughs> yeah, it needed yeah. more adventure. There must be a better adventure out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being chased by a, a boulder and, <laughs> and almost losing his head and whatnot. Dying is not enough. I must not go enough. again must. and get this other piece of gold. Uh, <laughs> and you know, actually... Phenomenally, I actually uncovered something through this journey. Um, I see now Dave's gone into a listening mode. He's like, yes, this is very interesting. No, I, um, I could add something. If yeah. you, add, when the adding time comes, are we adding? Yeah, so what what, what arised uh, out of all of this madness, um, in my experience, was I recognized in myself three distinct levels of this never enough, mm. never enoughness. Mm. Um, and number one was this idea that whoever I, I was with was not, attractive enough yeah that there was a potential a possibility that there could be someone better more attractive that i could be with and it's not even just the potential because you're moving around the world you're looking as you move around you know you're going out you might be you know you're going to work coming home from work you're watching the television you're swiping on instagram you're swiping on tinder maybe and you look and you see you see bit you see someone who's better looking or you mm. see them constantly you know like oh why have i not got this why is mm. this not mine well so in regards to that, right, there is that. There is always the availability of better. But then there's also the personal feeling of I should be with someone better. Yeah, I, totally. Should, yeah, so yeah. it's double-sided. It's, yeah, there's two, there's two sides to it, not double-sided. There's two sides to it. Yes, there's always. And it's something that Dave and I have discussed many a time is that there'll always be, like, quote-unquote, someone more attractive yeah. or this and that. If you're just looking at, at it on face value. But equally, in our own personality or in our own sense to be like oh yeah i i should be or there's that sort of feeling and we actually discussed uh, in the last episode about um how men can often use sex for validation mm. and, it, and i think it stems from the same sort of thing here yeah, it's more of a episode 16 right so yeah where we talk about how men use sex as a validation tool yeah, yeah no i was just puzzled look was me trying to remember if it was episode 16 or 15 um so so yeah I feel like it comes from the same sort of vein as that, as like, oh, you know, need to have, need to have as uh, bigger numbers, need to have best looking, you mm. know, need to be better than my friends. Yeah. Thing, yeah. And then the next one for me was re- recognizing that the person wasn't com- compatible enough. And what that meant was quite simply, there was just something about them that, that annoyed me or I didn't get along with me. And, and of course, in any relationship, there's going to be things, right? But then when that becomes a concern for my own personal comfort, mm. then nothing can nothing was really viable. So when you say not compatible, what, what would be like some examples of incompatibilities? Incompatibilities. So I'm just thinking literally about anything where anything that could arise an argument, anything that it's like I like one thing, they don't like it. I like sushi, they don't like sushi. Yeah. It's like, oh no, how are we gonna live? how are we gonna how are we gonna live where i want to do this and they don't want to do that and i i I may sound a little bit fickle here but there was like other things 
like similar to that whether it's uh the type of movies that i like going to mm. the type of movies they like that i don't like mm. various things i think it's for me it's kind of occurred as like more larger not larger things but things that kind of mean more to me like how i like to spend my time or some like values for instance like you know i have mm. a i feel like i have this big thing about gathering of knowledge i love to learn okay. about things and people and how the world is and you know even this podcast is, is kind of sprung out of a, a kind of gathering of knowledge about you know how humans work uh, together in their dating but also like around consciousness and awareness and i've often found that that's an, a big incompatibility with me and women that I've been with, like, that's not something I'm interested in. And that's instantly, I'm like, oh, incompatibility. That does, that's not, gonna, this isn't going to work. And mm. you, you see it as something that's wrong. Yeah, I totally get that. I'm, I'm just reflecting from my own life because I think somehow I've often dated women who are more inclined on on those on those ones. Mm, on the level of awareness. But, but anyway. Spirituality was, and stuff. Yeah, but irrespective, like, it's just whatever it is for you and how you... I guess the simplest way to look at this level is your enjoyment of life mm. and incompatibility of how you enjoy life. And that's it. Like, so the first one was attractiveness. Mm. The second one is like some form of incompatibility. And then when you said, enjoy. sorry, just to recap, when you say attractive, you mean like physical attractiveness. Physical attractiveness. Yeah, physical yeah, yeah. Attractiveness. yeah. And yeah, so you could say physical attractiveness and then second one would be personality. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're really breaking down this model now, really mm. getting more specific on how this model works. It's uh, you, you guys are witnessing the birth of something awesome. Mm. Um, and then the final one is what I've now termed as like the same fa- foundational upbringing. And that for me was about religion. Yeah. Uh, and this is kind of comical because it like it, this is how I actually realized that all of this stuff was going on in the background. Um, psychologists must be like, oh, this is fascinating. So, so what it was, was uh, just one day realizing how I would eventually judge all my girlfriends on how Muslim they were, given my Muslim upbringing and my Muslim background. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is not going to work out because, you know, they're not Muslim enough. And, you, and, and, and many people be like, what the fuck does that mean? Muslim enough. <laughs> um, and see, the funny thing is, is that the, the, and the reason why all of this became um, unstuck and, and I, I, I managed to see it was because I recognized that I don't date Muslim girls. <laughs> and it was glaringly obvious. So this was a real unconscious like behavior, a real mm. shadow. Real, a real, di- real dysfunction. Yeah, a real egoic dysfunction. Very rooted, root, root, deep cause dysfunction. And then that blew the whole thing wide open. And um, and then from that day, like it was, I, I was actually able to just make a free choice mm. and recognize what I what I care about and what I like um and and that really brings me on to the well actually no it doesn't bring me on to anything else actually so i guess for me like i i see for myself in this kind of serial data mode is like it's very easy to kind of go from one relationship to another relationship and i don't even necessarily think they have to be like serious relationships they can be very casual relationships you know where you just go from one to the next because there's always a casual relationship to be had if you if that's what you so wish and you can find and you like and i said you never really deal with the issues or what was the problems in the past ones and you can always and for me it kind of occurs as always finding some fault in somebody and I'm almost like I'm looking for it. Like I'm preempting. Mm. <laughs> like I'm preempting. I'm like, okay, you know, we go on one date, two date, ten dates. And I'm like, they're cool, but mm, they don't really exercise as much as I like them to. Or 
well, mm, she's not really, you know, in shape or she's not that pretty or oh, I can't really talk about everything that I love to talk about. Or I don't know, they don't, it could even come down to like finances and be like, oh, I like to go to nice restaurants and they can't really afford to. Like it can really, you can really find fault at every, every level. And I see it as it's a very, very crafty and conniving way for you to stay single. <laughs> because if you always find fault with someone, then there's always going to be a reason for you to end things and move on. And some of it's very kind of egotistical and very shallow things, and you almost feel ashamed to admit them. But if you keep on down that path of always finding something wrong, then you just, what's going to happen? You're always going to stay single. And this is a huge issue for, I think, society at the moment, is that you know a lot more single people are around, especially in the late 30s and 40s, and people are feeling very lonely and very disconnected. And a lot of it comes down to is this kind of level of expectation as well, right? Of expecting to find everything in a partner. Well, yeah, actually, and and, and this is what you just said there. I think I, I missed it. That this was the crux of it for my for the what I've termed as my three prongs, but I was discussing earlier. And that's what it was. It the 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 enlightenment point of that was re- recognizing that ah. Oh, these three things, the like looking for someone who's a more attractive, uh, looking for someone who's ultimately is like basically a, my my double, mm. you know, it's compatible. Basically, means uh, they're so like me that there couldn't be any sort of uh, friction between us. And then finally, someone who has the same foundational upbringing as me, like to the core. Yeah, not that I necessarily even truly care about it, like to that level. Basically, is a great uh, equation to keep me single. Yeah. And, and what I'm what I'm hearing here as well now is I actually it seems like for a lot of society today that they are stuck at the second level of compatibility, like this whole Tinder age of going to meet someone and and just expecting to have it all, like mm. expecting to just be like wow and wooed and 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 constantly in in happiness. Yeah, Rela- relationship happiness. Yeah, yeah, that elusive place that. You know, it doesn't always kind of happen straight away. Like I was out with a friend of mine um, the other day, um, went down to a market in London, hadn't seen him for a while. We travelled to go for a little while a few years back. And we were talking about, you know, like online dating and stuff like that. And, and he made some really good observation about how, um, and he's gay, so he he's meeting up with guys and he's saying sometimes he's, before he's even got to meet the guy, he's already decided that it's not going to work. Mm. And I'm like, do you see how that doesn't work to have that thinking, right? Because if you get there like that, there's, there's no chance for that to kind of go anywhere. But equally, he was saying, and we're having this conversation, I was saying, well, my issue with, with a lot of online dating is it's just purely based on a picture. And really, as a, there's a market trader, actually, I met that day in the market on, on, on Saturday, and he said something amazing. He said, I asked him to take a photo of him because the background of the wood and you kind of write a quite distinctive look. And he's like, I don't really like photos. And I said, okay, cool. Um, but, you know, photos are very useful. They take, they really capture a moment in time. It can be really quite beautiful. And then we got on to talking about online dating. He's like, I don't do that shit, mate. I was like, why? He's like, because you can't feel someone through a photo. And I was like, yeah, my eyes saw that. And he was like, you just can't feel someone through a photo. And I, and it's so true, right? It's like, you can swipe all you want. And, but if you met someone and you looked them in the eye and you're like, well, sometimes you just feel something right when you meet someone. They might need to say two words to you, but you just feel drawn to someone. You don't get that feeling for a photo. You mm. just get this kind of like, mm, they look nice, you know, pretty face or whatever. 
And that's what we're, we're kind of losing. I know we've gone off on a bit of a tangent here. <laughs> and I know sometimes it seems like really bashing online dating. I know it's, it has its absolute joys and wonders. And we've both mm. done a whole fucking shed load of it over the yeah. over the years. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, as much as you say, like, as much as that guy says, you can't feel someone for a photo. Um, as you, some of you may know, you probably, most of you don't. But like Dave... David's really into photography at the moment and he's uh, pursuing like th- especially portrait photography. Mm. And I remember when you were taking my pictures, one it was very early on, um, and you were saying how you really envied the professional photographers who were good at mm. capturing people's essence. That's true. And so what I got from that is it's not necessarily completely true that you can't fill some for a photo, but actually it takes a great deg- degree of skill mm. to, to capture essence through a photo. Yeah. And most of the photography that's going on on social media is not that level yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anymore, at least anyway. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. And then, you There's know, no essence is all. Just... But it's, you know, in terms of going back to this kind yeah. of, you know, asking yourself if you're a bit of a serial data, it's like for me, I oh, yeah. see where. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got off topic again. <laughs> um, it's seeing that you're just finding fault or finding things wrong in someone else and not being kind of forgiving and going, okay, cool, they're not perfect. It's like, is it a deal breaker for you? And once you start end up having a very long list of deal breakers, you're going to end up with a very long period of being single and alone and maybe feeling quite isolated. So in this, like, you know, this is even a lesson for me right now in my life. I see where I still do this. I'm still kind of, you know, meeting women and finding thoughts in them saying, oh, this isn't right. This, they don't look right. They don't feel right. I don't like the sex. I don't like how they feel. I don't know how they, I don't like how they look or whatever it is. But it's a never-ending fucking game, right? It's a never-ending game. It will just—you can always find something wrong with everybody. Even your best friends, this shit about you don't like, but you get along with them really fucking well. Mm. Why? Because you compromise, you forgive, you—you're compassionate towards them, and you learn to work with them through those differences. Mm. And so, so yeah, one of the things that um, that we we saw was that you know when when actually a lot of people get in, into this cycle of looking for better in the end what it actually becomes is just looking for different mm. because you're not actually looking for better anymore you're just looking for someone who's not that which you've become accustomed to and you're and you're just playing out the dysfunction of um yeah just not being willing to commit or to compromise or yeah. to, to be human and and have foibles and and issues and so my my thing and and what really helped me uh well what i feel like my my breakthrough so to speak um, my awareness were expanded is in recognizing, like I was saying uh, after David spoke earlier, like that that was what it was, was recognizing that after I established those three things about me, it was those three things are a great way of keeping me single. Mm. And that's not what I wanted. And so my my thing and my tip to anyone out there who feels they, they resonate with what we're saying here in regards to being a serial data or they associate with that, they acknowledge it. I know it's actually something that a lot of people wouldn't want to acknowledge or, you know, they don't get it or maybe they don't see a problem with it. And that's fine, I guess. But uh, if you if you are in that sort of phase and, um, you know, you actually you want, want something different, you want, yeah, you want a relationship or you want something else um, and you've had enough of that sort of endless, <laughs> that infinity, <laughs> that, that, uh, that um, black hole of, uh, of dating um then i would say yeah like what is it you that you actually want and ask yourself that what do you actually want what would you actually love to have at this point in your life and and what would you love to create because always searching for better 
will only ever keep you in the looking phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're just going to be looking. And uh, there's always looking to be done. Yeah, like, you know, Dave said about his friend who's, whenever he's going, he's always, see, it's an interesting one from that perspective. He's always just looking because he's still going yeah. to, to meet them. But then he's already presuming that this person is not going to be the one that's anything more is going to happen with. So what are you doing then? You're just looking. Yeah. 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 That's it. I, I really like that because we don't often look and go, okay, like what's, I think this is what we're really about is bringing kind of, and when we say call conscious awareness, it's like being consciously aware of what you're doing. It's like, what's going on? What am I actually doing? Instead of what's the story I'm telling I'm doing? Like, you know, the story people may tell themselves around dating mm. and kind of serial dating is like, oh, I'm just looking for the one. I'm looking for that wonderful oh, yeah. match. But actually what you're doing is, is you're just you're just you're trying to avoid finding that person yeah there's actually a really important um uh, personality to notice as well because the thing is when 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 david and i talk about this we're, we're often standing in a place of responsibility like personal responsibility mm. so we're often standing in a place of like oh i'm the one who is doing something and i have the power to change that thing because i'm the one doing it and so we must shed light on anyone who feels that they are not responsible. It's all the people they're meeting. Yeah, and that comes up a lot. Oh, yeah. it's not me. I it's meet. I and you hear it a lot in guys and girls. It's like, ah, oh, I meet loads of, I meet loads of fucking dickheads, or I meet loads of fucking like girls that don't want to, don't want anything serious, or girls that don't don't take me seriously. Whatever it is, it's like actually there's there's responsibility for you in there. Hmm. It's not you can't be the, you, you know, that's called playing the victim. Yeah, and, and the, the, the one thing to really kind of pull the rug out of that sort of concept is to recognize, well, what is the one common denominator in all those relationships that didn't go that way? That's it. And it's you. Yeah. There's just you. You're the only thing that keeps consistently popping up in all these relationships that <laughs> yeah. you keep having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and this is a lesson for us as well. Like, I hear this and it really speaks to me. Like, shit, like, you know, and I look and my own self and go oh yeah, yeah yeah i know what's going on it's me i'm the i'm fucked up yeah. <laughs> everyone else is fine <laughs> so i only did this podcast to help dave so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're done now so <laughs> i'm out see you guys later <laughs> oh poor me yeah. <laughs> um yeah i just yeah there's there's always take personal responsibility of what's going on in your life you are you are the thing that's consistently moving through your life it's you mm. um so look in the mirror when things aren't going the way you want them to and and yeah just to add to that it's not like and this is a very important point about about personal responsibility it's not saying that you're to blame for everything but rather that you have responsibility in how you react and how and what you choose to do going forward and that's the responsibility that's the power that you have and the minute you think you don't have it then, then you have no power yeah so so that's the main thing there so I think that's that's the, that's the round. Is that that's it? Um, just to recap, then, <clears throat> just to recap, uh, what we went through in this episode is, you know, are you a serial data, you know, and what to do if you are one, um, and you know, combined with that is like, why are some men, um, I guess women too, but we're focusing on men here, uh, why are some men always looking for a better woman, and we, you know, we've gone through different things about social pre uh, pressure, perfectionism. You know all these different things and and you know really I, I feel like in this episode Dave and I really have been as vulnerable as we can be about our own past and our own lives in order to shed some light on how we see things and what made life better for us 
you know, as much as Dave's still single, he's not like running the same sort of programming mm. in that respect. And he's having much deeper connections. I think, you know, you know, I'm saying it, but I'm having better problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because I know, you know, from the kind of girls you're meeting before to the kind of girls you're meeting now, like you're talking about spirituality and stuff, mm, mm. the change in values. Like, yeah, yeah, bang, yeah. You, know, like, you, you know, from going, oh, I'm not meeting these sort of women to, oh, fuck, that's, that's the kind of women I'm meeting. You yeah. Know? That's a, that's a big, big shift. So, so yeah, you know, and, and to be, to be mindful then, if you find yourself in a like repeating pattern, um, and to ask yourself, what is it that you actually want? And what is, what are you telling yourself that, that, um, essentially means that you can always be single Yeah, and always be playing that serial dating game. What's that story you tell yourself about yourself? Yeah, I have mine. And, and also what do you tell yourself about yourself? What do you tell um, yourself about the people you're meeting? And what do you tell yourself about the world in general? Yeah, and, and this is actually not something I would say, you know, you're going to go ahead and write down and get it in one go, but something that you should observe. So, you know, listen to that last bit again and observe that in yourself. See what you tell yourself, as, as they would say. And, and, um, and what you tell yourself about others. Yeah, and what you tell yourself about others in the world. And, and just get that paint that picture and really get to know it because um as i said like it was like uncovering uh my ego the dark side and the dark side is called the dark side because you don't normally see it mm. so so that's the thing it doesn't just rear its head and show you show itself you must observe it be very intellectual with yourself shine, shine <laughs> yeah. the light. cool guys uh that's a wrap uh thanks again for for listening and um please do check us out on instagram we've got loads of fresh content there and videos and posts. Uh, yeah, Dave, you've been writing a lot more. Yeah, yeah, we've been posting on uh, Instagram, but also in Twitter. Uh, Twitter? No, on Twitter. Um, Medium as well. I mean, we're, Medium, we're really... Yeah, yeah, I've been writing there. some articles on Medium, um, just yeah. under the name of David Chambers, David Chambers. And um, Twitter is A Dating Series. I think that's our handle on Twitter. If you search Authentic Dating Series, you'll find us on Twitter as well. And I'm regretting saying that it's a wrap now because I know most of you have already dropped off. But, um, <laughs> but uh, very exciting as well is that we're planning to bring guest speakers on soon mm. and it's already in the pipeline. Yeah, so that should be coming up in kind of what, May, due time. We probably have like a nice chunky world of guests talking about some really juicy topics like sex, masculinity, um, connection and awesome. travel as well, I think as well. Yeah. yeah 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 all sorts cool cool thanks guys ciao ciao, ciao.